All right. Hello. Before I start this, I do want to say that this current, this particular episode is something that I has been in my head. And honestly, every time I turn on the mic to record a podcast, it is tapping at me like, when are you going to talk about this? But I haven't spoken about it within the term of this electoral campaign for a specific reason. And you'll get it as soon as we go along. And and I just want you right now to listen to what I'm about to say. And I hope that you listen. And I know that you will listen with an open mind. I'm going to take you through some feelings you probably don't want to feel. I'm going to have you digging deep and it may anger you it may frustrate you it may sadden you um but i want you to seek first to understand because a lot of us right now our our vibe is shot we're feeling the negative emotions that a human can feel fear uh hate anger frustration loss but i do want you to know that there can be peace within yourself and what's happening. And if you have it, then you can become the vessel for others to receive it. And I feel that that is what has happened with me. And I need to speak on this in this point in time to comfort, to bring peace to you. But comfort and peace does not come without a lot of shaky shit prior. And just get ready for that. Um, I've had this on my brain and in my mental for many, many months. And I'll tell you the story of how it it, it came and what transpired. But I do want to say that I didn't speak on it because I didn't want to sway anyone any which way. I didn't want... And, I, and clearly, I'm one voice in a sea of 5,000 trillion. But I know that these words I haven't heard been said from anybody. And so if I speak it and I say it to you, who you speak it to, who, and it just trickles down. It can start something. So I was advised to stay quiet, and I think that now that the outcome of the election has favored Donald Trump and there's a lot of fear and um, uncertainty and worry in our communities and in the America that didn't vote for him, I wanted to kind of be a comfort to you. But again, I'm going to tell you this right now, that comfort does not come without a price. And so let's take the story back. And again, oh, I also will say, if this, if you're new to the podcast, my name is Leti. My full name is Leticia Martinez. I am Hispanic. I am Latina. I, My dad is from Mexico. My mother's from El Salvador. I was born here. I have a child who is born here, but because of my heritage, well, proud heritage, he is, he has roots in Mexico, El Salvador, and Peru from his father's side, and of course, America here where he was born. So this is all coming from the experience of a Hispanic American that went through a very frustrating time with this election. Now, I'll take you a few months back to when I think the first time I really, really felt super hurt by this election was what what happened to George Jorge Ramos when he tried to speak up at a Trump um, press conference and he was told to get out. And it very much seemed like he was told to get out because he was... Latino, and once he was outside, there was video footage of the security tell him, telling him, "Go back to his con- go back to your country, or get out of my country." That has played now. What I will say, I haven't experienced like outright racism. I do want to shed light on the fact that saying "Go back to your country" or "Get out of my country" is masked racism, is masked. Um, with words that aren't naturally vulgar, these words, none of them are cursed words. I've spoken about this before. None of these are um, slurs. But when put together with the intent, it is very, very demeaning. It is it is 
a phrase used to tell someone they don't belong, they are lesser than, they are not of America. This was told to my mother when I was a young girl, and I remember it vividly, and I remember how hurt I was by it, by someone telling her to go back to her country when she is a U.S. citizen and she has children that are born here in America and telling her she doesn't belong here. And it was for no other reason but because of her being Hispanic, her being Latina. I remember us going to the police station and I know she didn't... See, the thing is, on an attack on a person when it's verbal, there may not be physical wounds. There may, there aren't anything physical, no proof of the damage that it did, but it's there. It's in your soul. It's in your spirit. It's in how you can't function anymore. It's in how you start to think about yourself. It's all of that. And I know that my mom felt such a shake in her body, such a hurt in her soul that we had to go to the police department. And when she explained what went on, they and they couldn't do anything, it is a very helpless feeling to know that these types of things cannot be just like there no justice can be served when someone is being vulgar and racist um verbally but it still hurts you and it still affects you you think of me who was who was probably like very very young girl at the time it's still staying with me right now to this day and it was brought back to me when i saw that incident with jorge ramos so one night I felt compelled to write. I wanted to write a spoken word. I wanted to write an open letter to Donald Trump. And I even, I had everything. I had, I literally in my brain, I had the concept. I I knew like the, it, like when I think of these letters or these, just like these pieces that I write, I already see it in my brain. I already see like, oh, and, and I have like, all I really have to do is start writing. So, I knew like what I was going to say it was going to be something with my hands it was going to be it was going to be somehow um turned into how my hands are the same hands that that are in the field my hands are the same hands that are on the playground my hands are the same hands that you won't shake my hands are the same hands that praise the same god my hand it was it, it just it it had a lot <laughs> to do with hands so it's funny that when I got my hand and my pen and my paper, I couldn't write anything. It was literally all fleshed out in my brain. Everything was there. And when I went to write, I couldn't. Now, in that moment, I took the time. I was like, okay, let me listen to Trump's speech. The infamous speech where... He said when Mexican sends its people when Mexico sends its people, it sends the worst kinds of them. It sends the rapists and the criminals. Um, and some, I believe, are good people, to quote him. Uh I said to myself, let me rewatch this. And the thing is, in that moment I noticed that I never really fully watched it. I heard the audio clips, I saw the like the piece together portions. I never watched the full on speech and so I felt like God was taking me through a journey I definitely was not ready for definitely didn't go in thinking that the outcome would be what it was so I'm listening to this speech and I'm fully engulfed in it I'm thinking okay I'm going to take in every word hear in everything and 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 be able to then transfer that into my energy, into this, this piece. But what I heard when I was listening was, and then something in, to, in me told me, like I just told you, first seek to understand. Seek to understand what is behind this man's language, what is behind this man's intent, what is behind this man's speech. Seek to understand that first. And don't look for the pieces that you can rebuttal against or discredit. 
try to understand him. One thing I've learned is the more you understand anything that's opposing you, whether it's a person, whether it's a group of people, whether it's a corporation, whether it's um, a law, whether it's yourself, first seek to fully understand that side of the argument as if you were on that team. And if it doesn't help you find peace with them it'll at least help you maneuver around or like this is what they're thinking this is how i can move because this is a, this is what they think this is how they're gonna it, it really once you get into the mind state of the opposition you can fully um take advantage of the whole situation in general because what they're relying is you not know what they're thinking you not get them and that's clearly a clash but once you get them, you know their side and you know your side, you know how to move better. So that's how I went into, well, once I was listening that's to the speech, that's how I started to get things going in my brain. Trump's statements about Mexico were insensitive. Trump's statements were harsh well they they were vulgar and something about me told something in me told me just keep listening keep trying to understand and something that i will say about anybody that's an immigrant into america which is probably everybody is we have a pride in two countries. Like our loyalty lies to two things, to the country we're in, America, and to the country where we originate from, which could be Mexico. Like me, I probably have like, I have three loyalties to my country, America, my father's country, Mexico, my mother's country, El Salvador. Those, I have pride in all three. Um, and and in in that just like anything we have pride and loyalty to, when you make any claims against said countries, you automatically stand up because you fight for yours, right? You there With pride comes that like protectiveness. And so I think the thing here is, and I think an issue we may not have addressed or we may not address too much is our, our own loyalties and how they can be uh what's that thing in work where you conflict of interest like you know what i'm saying so as an american with different origins like clearly where my parents come from i have a loyalty and a love and a pride in these countries and if something if someone says anything about them i automatically am i'm ready for war like let's go but if we were to separate ourselves from this and this is where the hard shit comes in getting there right now to separate myself from the love that i have for mexico i had to see where trump was coming from Someone who's not of Mexican descent, who, whose family dis- didn't originate there, who is looking at Mexico. And see, the thing, this is the thing with like when a word defines so many things. Mexico to me is where my dad's from, is where the best candy in the world's from, is where mariachi music is amazing. And where I love to go visit and my grandparents' home is and that's Mexico to me. Mexico to Trump is the government of Mexico, the entity that is Mexico, not the land, not the people, the entity. So taking that into consideration, what happened was he said Mexico and we see our loved ones. We see the land we love. We see where we go to visit family. We see where we where our father and our mother and our sister or our brother or our grandparents fought to 
to make a living so that we even exist today. It's where they laid the groundwork in Mexico. So we see that. He sees the government. And right then and there is where we take it different ways. We take it to the heart because of this, right? So, in that moment, it was very tough for me to say, Letty, don't look at this from, don't, don't see your dad when he says this. Don't see your dad when he sees Mexico. He says Mexico. And then I started watching other other interviews that he has, and he with this there was a certain interview where he he was speaking to a lady, and she tried to discredit his um, his claims about Mexico. Like you don't like Mexico, but you hire Mexican people for your hotels. And then he says in that interview, he says, "Yeah, because I don't hate Mexican people. He he, I'm not against immigrants." And then comes the, and then comes the issue about illegal immigrants. And he says, I hire immigrants. And actually, when I become president, there will be more jobs for these Mexican-Americans. And it seems a little bit like if he were, and it's, and it's, it's easy to call him, it, like, that is, it's there. There's plenty of reason for people to call him racist. I still at this point have not called him racist from what I'm seeing. I'm taking you through the journey, right? So I think he's insensitive. He said some shit very stupidly. Um, but I'm still trying to figure out where this stems from, especially a man who, of course, we always say is a businessman. Why the fuck would he fuck up his business by talking shit about Mexicans who work for him, who, if you've seen the deals that dropped because of this, clearly funded him helped fund him with mexican television and anything that he had um on the entertainment side so you start to think of that right and he was saying in that interview look what i said when i said when mexico sends its immigrants or when no i'm sorry when Mexico sends its people, it's sending, and there was another one where he said, it, they're sending people that they don't even want. I wanted to find the reasoning behind that. And I found that there is, like, and he also said, they're smarter than we are. He, he started saying, like, look, Mexico, and he went, again, when he's talking about, like, let's say right now we separate Mexico, the land, from Mexico, the government. So when he's saying Mexico, he's talking about the government. So when the Mexican government sends people, and, and the Mexican government is smarter than we are, the Mexican government is able to make deals, and we're getting, like, the short end of the stick with these deals, and... They're able to give us people they don't care for um, in their prisons. And they we we as you as the U.S. take them on. Now, this was probably this is a deal. Man, I don't want to leave this to Google it, but shit. I also don't want to be like non credible. But OK, believe me, I wouldn't lie to you. There's a deal where you can it will if Mexico's prison system or if there's a prison in mexico where these crimes um where they're saying you know we can't handle this amount of prisoners they can send them over to the u.s which has their own fucked up shit with prisons because they're building a lot of prisons because there's money in having a prison and having inmates in it so what the u.s sees is okay we're gonna get this prisoner and we're gonna get money for him um and then government, the Mexican government's like, fuck yeah, we're not going to have to deal with this motherfucker because their system is not set up the way our, their prison system is not set up the way ours is. When those transactions happen, someone gave Trump the one up on this and and he saw like, okay, they're fucking sending motherfuckers that they don't even want into our prison system and our taxpayers then have to pay for this person. And that was where his comment and the foundation of his comment lied. Now, to not include it being the prison systems, to not include him 
saying already like to not detail that fact when you say when Mexico sends its people because then that would also assume that Mexico sends people when all I've seen is people running from Mexico coming to like like you don't have to send me my ass is trying not to be here because of the bad situation that Mexico was in um so I had to I, I had to figure out why he said send and why he he was talking in that sense but it's something that I had to do. I had to take that extra step to learn it. Whereas he could have fucking just said that shit in detail. And this is why he thought irresponsibly and explained it, not made it so broad and led a lot of people to believe he was talking about just all Mexicans that are here. So now I started thinking about this wall. That we all think is obnoxious and ridiculous and why the fuck would he say he's going to make Mexico build a wall? Again, we look at Mexico as if it's the people that we love and not the entity that he's seeing. And we scoff. We're like, you're going to make Mexico build a wall? Motherfucker, you ain't doing shit. But I wanted to know, again, I wanted to seek to understand where he came from on this, right? So... Started reading on and reading on about Mexico and immigration. And this is a part where if you're Mexican-American, if your father, your mother is from Mexico, again, our loyalties lie with two different countries and it's frustrating to take in. And it's also very... um. It's a shot at your ego. It's a shot at your pride. But it has to be said. The biggest source of foreign income for Mexico is the wire transfers it gets from immigrants abroad that get sent back to Mexico. In 2015 alone, $23.6 billion was wire transferred into Mexico from immigrants that left the country. And that was their biggest source of income. This is where I'm going to have you think and look in on yourself and on Mexico as the entity, not as your family, not as where they came from, not as your home and and brute if we are american and we live in america your my and our president's number one interest should be america now you are here you live here and I'm sure you you would, if you wanted to live somewhere else, you could make that happen. You could move away, but you are here, right? Let's put this in the, in the, well, not yet. And when our families came here, they, of course, you hear it all the time. We came for a better life. We came to provide. We came for the, the dream of, of living in a place where you can make your money, you can build a home, you can feed your family here and back home where, you, where you're from. My father left Mexico so he could work here and so he could build here and he would always send money back home, probably more than what he kept um, at times and probably most of the time. So I look at this and the people that leave Mexico, and this is why I was so upset because, of course, when I think of when think of his comments, like when Mexico sends its people, I always think like, no, bro, the people that leave Mexico are people that are searching for something beyond Mexico that want that want something better for themselves and for their family. What the fuck that they, they're not here to start crime. They're here to actually live and breathe and feel unlocked because over there they felt so suffocated and and. I think of that and that's still true and you have to take that into account why my father left was not to cause crime was not to steal was not to do any of that my father left so that he can provide for his family so that he can make a family too of his own not just this family back home but a family of his own here um 
So taking all of that into account, I really feel like we got to look at ourselves as our and, and our parents as what the f- like we got to just we got to be our our own protector right now. We can't protect right now. I do not want you if you're of Mexican descent or or in this and you're opposing not well especially if you're of Mexican descent. I do not want you to look at at Mexico's best interest. I do not want you to look at America's best interest. I want you to look at the middleman right here right now. And that's the families that moved over, the people that immigrated. And granted, and I do want to tell you, it's not just illegal immigrants. It's legal immigrants. There are ways to be a legal immigrant and move from Mexico here. So don't think that everybody that crosses over is illegal because they're not. My father did it the legal way. So that happens, right? You are right now, what's the thought process of someone leaving Mexico for a better life? It's you. You come. You want the best for your family. Shit is not going right back home. Okay, I'm going to be here. I'm going to work for you. Sending back money, sending back money, sending back money. No matter how much money you send, your family's still suffering back home. Your family still needs it. So you keep on working. You keep on working. Not only you, but the person that you're working with that also came from Mexico and and not only them but everyone that everyone else that's coming in from Mexico to the United States to work to send back money to send back money why is the situation in Mexico never getting better why even though we come even though we filter in 23.6 billion dollars in 2014 back into mexico via wire transfers why is it still not getting better why is it still something that people have to do people have to leave mexico in order to give people in mexico some sort of money some sort of income why who do we have to look at in this moment We have to look at the Mexican government. What is their interest? Think of what your interest would be if you're an entity that gets the most money out of people leaving and filtering it back in. Would you fix the reason why they're leaving? Or would you keep poverty rates high cost of living high so that people would feel like they need to leave in order for their families to get anything any sort of hopeful income any sort of hopeful future this is what Trump meant when he said Mexico smart. And this hurts to know it that the the government of the country that my dad's from doesn't give a fuck about him enough to choose way of life and goodness of life over money. It's a very hard concept to get, and I hope that I'm expressing it right, but I will put it in a metaphor. Let's say you're in a household, and every day your parents are telling you, oh, we have nothing to eat. There's nothing to eat here. Oh, my God, there's nothing to eat here. Oh, but they have food over there across the street. At the other house. Oh, there's nothing to eat here. There's nothing to eat here. We're not going to eat. As someone who loves their family. As someone who wants their family to eat. I know I would. Go to the house that has food. And if I had to work for it. If I had to beg for it. I would go over there and I would get food and bring it back to my family. And I would do it out of love for my family, which I believe strongly that the Mexican people are cored with values of love and 
and doing for others and doing more for their family than ever could it be imagined. So the, I know that that's what I would do. That happens one night. That happens another night. That happens another night. Now imagine knowing, finding out that you did have food. But your parents thought, why would I spend money on food? Why would I bring out the food I have if we can get free food by just telling this kid that we are low, that we are living bad, and out of their love, they're going to go out and get it. Now, it being your parent, clearly, like, there would still be a matter of love. But that's how we look at Mexico. That's our parent. That's that they should love us enough not to do us like that. But their love for us has been outweighed by their love for the money that's coming in, those, those wire transfers that's coming in. Now, imagine being the neighbor. Imagine you are that neighbor. This kid comes into your house and is always taking you, is, well, granted, he can earn it, but it's, you're always feeling like, yo, what the fuck is up? What the fuck is up with your house? You tell your parents you can't come here anymore. You tell your parents they got to they gotta provide for you. Right? The other house, and, the, and, and, and granted, it's a very harsh way of thinking for the other house to be like, no, fuck you, kid. But it's also like, man, what about the food I'm like? Because at the same time that the government of Mexico is getting this money from the wire transfers, it's, you, it's, the, it's, it's technically the U.S. government's money. It's the, it's the economy of the U.S. That is, that is giving the money and it's just kind of being sent to Mexico so where like there's no cycle of that going back to the US that I know of. So you're getting a plus in money, like as Mexico, you're getting you're getting an addition of of billions of dollars. Excuse me. Without having to minus anything from your own from your own economy. Whereas America, who's in, who, if we are looking at America as a country that's in debt, if we're looking at America as a country that needs its own economic um, economy stimulated, all they're seeing is like, yo, our money's being taken, like billions of dollars, bro. That's not being cycled into here. So you got to think in those senses, right? And then also, you got to think as a person, because we are that we're basically the household across the street, because like it or not, we live in America. And of course, we love Mexico. Of course, we love our family. But there's a reason why our family left. Because it's being treated like like it's the way that my parents lived, my father lived was not good. And I go back to that place and people are still living that same way. And it hurts because you got to look at Mexico, at this land that we fucking love and say, what the fuck are you doing to us? Why are you doing this to us? Why can't we fucking just prosper in Mexico? To be American is to also understand that America is first priority to America. And that's what Donald Trump has based his campaign on. America is my first priority. And so if you're seeing anybody in in your house taking what's yours, you're going to say, look, bro, we got we don't even have a lot left. We got to close this door. We got to not let you in anymore. You got to figure out what your, what your house, what the fuck is going on there? Why are your parents acting like that? So I've been going, oh, I went through that emotion. And then I th- thought again, 
the fuck is this fool talking about? How is he going to make a fucking wall, right? With the interest of Mexico as the entity, as the government, as the economy being money. What can Trump say? What can Trump do to make them build that wall? Because we have hella pride too. We look at this fool like, we ain't going to build that fucking wall. What if I bar you from these wire transfers? What if I don't let that number one source of income that you get into your country even happen? You can answer that. Would you build the wall? That's why this fool, I all like, and I got us, I had to seek to understand this shit, and it fucking hurt to understand that we do have to look at what the fuck is leading all these people to leave Mexico. It's a beautiful country, and the way of life sucks. For people that aren't high class, just like in America, the, there's people in Mexico that are that are living amazing, and there's people in Mexico that are living poor as fuck. But there's never been a change in the poor as fuck. Because it's not to the benefit of the economy in Mexico for them to live by any better means, because then they wouldn't leave. Because then they wouldn't get the wire, their number one source of income back into the country. And so in these moments, I'm, I felt super like shook. Super shook. One, because of what Mexico is doing. Two, because of what Trump is inciting in Mexican Americans and and these feelings of let's go to war with this guy. And three, having to question is this guy wrong though? I want I my personal opinion as to why Trump got to where he got to and and this is probably why we are against Trump because it's easier to make someone else the bad guy than to have to look inside yourself or to look inside something or someone you love and to see what the fuck is going on right it's easier for and Trump fed on that Trump fed on that to his supporters look it's Mexico's fault it's the Muslims fault it's a, like it's not our fault we don't got to think we don't got to do any inner inner thinking it's their fault so that's why people were like yeah go trump it is it's it's their fault because no one wants that responsibility wants that blame for what's going on that's what trump fed off of and that's what we can feed off of instead of saying why the why is this guy saying that let's talk to what is mexico doing what are we doing? It's easy to be like, man, fuck that guy. He's this, he's that, he's this and that. But in this moment, I chose to understand him so that I could better move around him and now around a nation that is led by him. And also look at myself into myself, into my roots, into my heritage, look into that government that we have such a love for, but it's like, why do we have this love for this motherfucker that caused our families to leave? It's like loving a fucking deadbeat dad. Like, why am I giving this motherfucker so much protection and so much love if this motherfucker don't give a fuck about me? Does not give a shit about me. And that is what Trump, in a very insensitive, in a very unthought out, in a very 
obnoxiously said way is was saying is mex he said mexico is the enemy he didn't say mexicans mexican americans he didn't say the mexican people he said mexico when he talks about mexico it's the entity that is mexico I've never spoken to this man. I honestly, I will tell you that I did not vote for this man, but I did understand after looking into this. And what it did one was not make me villainize him. I, I, I have not villainized him in my heart but i will say what he did and in, in, in a lot of this a lot of this clearly i'm not i'm not fucking excusing this fool because i think what he did do which is the most damaging is that while he to me while those comments to me were insensitive i haven't counted them as racist yet but what he did do is give people that are racist permission in their in their in their thinking to be act out say the racist things that they want to say and have been saying in secret now saying a little bit louder i think that's where he may need to take um accountability is that while you may hire mexican immigrants while you may love like not hate mexican people you gave people that do hate people that don't like people that are against mexican people uh unwritten okay for their racism and it's not just mexico i know he said he's saying a lot of things about a lot of different cultures i just am telling you the experience of a latina that went through all of this while i was trying to write a fucking poem so i was trying to write this poem and this is what all came to me and in that moment it also came to me that i needed to express this um, I spoke to different people, different mentors of mine about what I was feeling. And they said, you know what? Your voice is influential. So the thing, however this campaign is, understand that you could you could help sway in any certain way, shape, or form. And I chose to let the world choose But I have to tell you this now, especially that he's our president. I don't want you to think that he hates you if you're Mexican. I don't want you because it's I've seen it all over. Like he hates us. He doesn't want us here. He's going to send us back. All of that stuff. I don't I want to read. This is where I want to give you comfort in the fact that this person that we've painted his intentions and and it, it, it comes out wrong. But as as stupid and vile as he sounds, I don't want you to think that you are public enemy number one. I want you to find comfort in the fact that his eye is not on Mexican people. Well, his eye is not on Mexican American people. His eye is on the Mexican government. And their deals and the stuff that they've set in stone or, or, or contracted or planned on. Um, it's crazy because when I was up here and they were saying the like when after Trump got elected president, like it was probably like 12 a.m. Um, the cleaning lady came in very i love her her name is blanca here and she was watching the tv and she was like no 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 like literally no came out of her mouth just different in different forms and she was saying how scary and sad that is and i look at her and i look at people that 
come here for that better life, who are afraid. And I wish I could explain this to them that he's not even against them. He's for America. And in order to be for America, there has to be an against something. So what he's against is things that aren't helping. Sorry, I don't even say mean to say helping because I believe immigration does help America. But he's against getting shortchanged as an American. And if we weren't from the country that he was talking about and we saw it like that, we would see and we would we would maybe better understand like that's a, that's 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 something you need to tighten up, bro. Like if you saw it your own way, like if someone was taking it out of your bank account that much money and giving to someone else, you'd be like, yo, like gotta chill here man like this is my money that is my money but it's going there why is it going there what are they doing where's their money at um it was i don't know it was very tough for me to kind of get around and i know that i had to speak on it i didn't know when i had to speak on it literally god told me let you have to speak on this at the right moment and i believe that this is the right moment because i feel like it can provide you comfort should you let it knowing that you are here knowing that wherever your parents come from they loved you and and they loved themselves and they loved their family enough to to come here and and work and we are who is going to benefit or not benefit from the decisions that are made our children our children's children and it's easier to hate than to understand but i really want you to try to understand you may not agree but i want you to understand um and also, just as far as, like, when we think of, like, now the wall's going to be built or not, all of this shit is going to go crazy. I do want you guys to know, like, when it comes down, like, yeah, this, and this is why it's scary, because the House of Representatives is, um, is, um, full, is Republican now, the Senate is Republican now, and the President is Republican now, but I feel like that is is not necessarily a bad thing because even these Republicans don't agree with the extremist things that, that Trump was saying because they've clearly been in it longer and I think that they are now finding their way, like, we'll keep him in check. Um, I don't think now it means, like, it's all-out war rage against anybody that's not. I really and, and a lot of Republicans and a lot of Republicans in these high places of power and in decision do not agree with the wall do not agree with the the extreme views he has on that and within their partnership now things can be moved along i don't think it's going to be as crazy as our minds may be built up to think because of this fear we've built up. And a lot of our fear comes from us thinking this man is racist, us thinking this guy hates us, us thinking like he thinks we're all this, this, that, and the third. But once you understand where he's coming from, I can get that he doesn't hate me. I can get that he can look at me and not hate me. As a woman, he might fucking look at me and think i'm an object but i think that when it comes to um heritage and 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 um and ethnicity i i don't want to say right now that i feel like i'm afraid of him i'm not uh and i think if just if you understand you would the fear would kind of go because then you would get like what normally we're all just like why the fuck is he saying that and it's scaring you because it's like a he's saying that a lot it's like what the fuck but i do want you to know that if you take the time to 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 think about it and open yourself up to to what Trump Trump's mind state is 
then you you can get that in that particular point. And now this is the thing. I can explain that because that's the that's the that's what I chose to delve into. The other shit that all the other bad dumb stuff that he said, like I can't I can't delve into, I can't excuse him, I can't um I can't shoot fire at him either for it. Uh because I didn't research it the way that I researched this. Um, but I did this so that maybe I can find a piece. And I wanted to share that with you if this is your main concern when it comes to Donald Trump and being president and what the future can hold. Um, we love Mexico. I love Mexico. But I got to look at it differently now. Because I, I love my dad more. I love my family more. I love my son more. I, I, I've felt their struggle. I've felt what my grandfather did, what, what my aunts and uncles had to do for their families. And I was that. I saw the, I saw the kid go to the other house out of love when, the, when its own parents were not thinking like that. Um, it's very easy. Again, I'm surprising this for the 5,000th time. It's very easy to not think about it and decide, fuck this guy. And for many reasons, he sh you should say fuck this guy, but this is the guy we will be dealing with for the next few years. So I think the best way in any situation to try to understand and feel a calmness I hope it's a very weird calmness that I felt finding all of this out but just because I felt like okay once you know where it's coming from you can see you can maneuver right um and continue loving continue doing the right thing continue teaching learning providing calmness providing peace to those around you and 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 I promise you, love never looks like it's winning, but love is always winning. Okay, I think that's all I have to say. I think I'm rambling now. I'll see you guys soon. Please do not hate me. I'm not saying this so I can stir you, but I do want you to know as much as possible. <laughs>